Welcome to the Uncensored Podcast. I'm Dr. Guinevere Stacio, and I get to be your host on this expansive journey. I'm a life and business liberation coach, entrepreneur, author, speaker, past competitive gymnast, and recovering checklist-obsessed, people-pleasing control freak. (laughs) Together, we will peel back the layers and learn how to access our inner wisdom. I am on a mission to help women step into their personal power so that we can lead with our magic and proudly show up in the world as our true selves, therefore contributing to upgrading the collective frequency of the world. The problem that I see time and time again is that the world doesn't want women to be powerful. Society has trained us to believe that we should fit in, keep our heads down, and fall in line. But the truth is, women were meant to hold the power. We are the creatrixes of the world, designed to create life. We have forgotten just how powerful the female body is and what it's capable of. And I'm here to remind you and activate the powerful woman within. Join me for solo deep dives and sisterhood connections that will stretch you to the edges of your being with each episode. If you're ready to commit to showing up authentically as you, stepping into your highest self and creating a life that is an absolute turn on, then you are ready to become the uncensored woman. Cheers to giving less fucks and owning your power. Let's do this. All right. We are here for another episode of the Uncensored Podcast. I have grabbed some happy juice to fuel me, per usual. And I thought it would be kind of fun. Maybe we start a new tradition on this podcast. I take my little bag of sweary affirmations and we pull a card to kind of just set the tone or have an affirmation for the podcast for the day. So let's shuffle her up and let's pull a card to get us started. Cause today we're going to talk about why most coaches give up. And I think you can probably say the same about entrepreneurs. All right. This one jumped out of the deck. So here we go. Says, put on your favorite song and dance your ass off. So there's your affirmation for the day. And I feel like it is eclipse season right now. We're in the thick of it. And I keep hearing that this is a season that you can't ignore the things going on. There's a lot of energy. And so I've been shaking a lot of stuff out and dancing is a great way to do that. So put on your favorite dance song, shake your ass. All right, let's get into the episode today. So I want to talk today about why most coaches give up. And I want to start it with a little story (laughs) about how I started my coaching business. Um, And I started in 2018. 2018, I had, let's see, how old were my children? I had a two and a half year old, maybe a three-year-old and a... Oh my God, how old was she? Like a one-year-old. Yeah. Four and one, three and a half and one, somewhere around there. And I had been in a network marketing business since 2015. So 16, 17, 18, three years in, I had seen a lot of success in my business. I had grown pretty quickly and I had kind of become a leader without even knowing like when I stepped into that space that that was going to happen. I loved my job. I loved my job. And I did well enough that I could leave my office job of uh, being a doctor of audiology and come home and work for myself with this network marketing company. So what I realized over time with this network marketing position is that I grew and I grew quickly. And when most people came in, they were moms and they were women, nine times out of 10. And these moms and these women were either staying home with their kids and wanted a way to to make income, right? They wanted to contribute to the household, or these are people who wanted an additional stream of income, or maybe a way to leave the job that they were in that they didn't love and come home and work for themselves. We see a lot of success in network marketing. We see a lot of the people at the top. And I say top, meaning like you climb the ranks, um, making significant money. So what I saw in the space is that people came in and they wanted to be coached by me. They wanted leadership resources. They wanted how to grow your business documents. They wanted classes. They wanted coaching, right? And I provided because I loved my job. 
I would do anything for anyone who came into my business and wanted to be led. I would do anything to help that person grow their business. We did a lot of things. And I went to school and I'm saying school in air quotes for those of you who can't see the video <laughs> um, on a lot of things that, and, and it's like YouTube school, right? Things that I didn't even know I was going to need to learn, like social media and branding and marketing and all those things. So in 2018, when I finally came home, left my office job, came home to work for myself, I decided, you know what? It's time now to start my coaching business. Like I'm actually going to put a real coaching business out there and not just be a coach inside my network marketing business. Like I want to also help other entrepreneurs and other network marketers who aren't in my company. So hire a coach. First time I spent the money on a mentor, a significant amount of money for me at the time. And I did all the things, created a website, had an Instagram made it look cohesive, made sure my Facebook was out there. I started an email list, right? Started collecting emails, started kind of teaching and going live more and, and showing up, started to reach out to my current members on my network marketing team who may also want some coaching. And I put it all out there and I was like, so excited, this beautiful website. And I'm like, all I'm going to do is put this out there. People are going to come, right? And in 30 days, guess how many signups I had? Let me take a sip while you ruminate. That's right. I had zero. Zero signups. Nobody wanted to be coached by me. At least that's what I thought. So 30 days in, I gave up. I was like, well, I did all the things. I hired a mentor. I spent a significant amount of money on that. I did a website. I did everything she told me to do. I had my Instagram, I had my Facebook. I was showing up. I had my email list started. Like I had a program. I had specific things that I was offering. I had ways for people to come into my world and no one is coming in. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, it was because I'm a really fucking good coach, but I'm not a good marketer. <laughs> and there's a difference between marketing a product, right? And marketing your services. I'm sure you all would say yes, right? It's different. When I was putting my coaching out there and building the website and, and talking about what I had to offer, I was focusing on what people would get in my coaching. Um, how long the container was, how much it was, what it looked like, what PDF downloads you were going to get, right? What Facebook group you were going to be in. Because I had successfully sold essential oils and natural health products, health and wellness products, and made a significant income from it enough where I could leave my office job and come home and work for myself. So why couldn't I sell my coaching? Like it really boggled my mind for a long time. And I let it, I let it get in my head and I let it make me believe some things about myself that are not true. And I have since learned that lesson, you know, but at the time it was like, why can't I sell my coaching? Why doesn't anyone want to come into my coaching? Well, I guess I'm not good enough because if I was, people would just jump right in. Right. Like I must suck at owning a business all on my own versus a business that was connected to a, a product, right? But here's, here's some truth. This is what I learned. It's relatively easy to market a product. I do not come after me for that statement. Hear me out. It's relatively easy to market a product. When we think about this product, like you're the QVC network, this product does this. This product helps you have this. This product helps you get this. It looks and smells like this. <laughs> it makes you feel X, right? Easy. Can you sell a pen? I could sell a pen. I could sell this nail file. I could sell this crystal. I could sell this notebook. I could sell this microphone that I'm talking on. The computer that's in front of me. It has features and details and physically looks like things, right? Like, it has, it's an easier sell, but no one taught me how to sell myself when it came to my coaching business. And herein lies 
the reason why most coaches quit. <laughs> because no one tells you that you're going to have to be a good marketer. And also no one tells you that you're going to have to be a good marketer of yourself. Like you're literally going to have to wake up and market yourself every day. And this is the number one reason why most coaches quit because you're a coach. Yes, you have a, a, a quote unquote product, but truthfully, coaches have a, a big job. We're in people's worlds like a lot and for a long period of time, right? Usually it's like six weeks, three months, 12 months. We're with people a long time. No one just buys us. And I say us, but I mean like buys what we're selling, our coaching program or our class or mentorship, whatever it is. No one just buys it and then gets the immediate result versus buying these little sweary affirmation cards and having the immediate result of like using them and loving them. Coaching takes time. <laughs> it takes time to see results. It takes time to learn each other. Coaching is a relationship and relationships don't just happen. If you're a mom, you know that, right? Like we always say having friends or, or getting friends as a mom is hard. It takes time to learn somebody. It takes time to learn their values. It takes time to, you know, I like to learn about the people who come to me in mentorship. I learn about them. Who are they? What do they desire? What does their family look like? What does their schedule look like? What do they like to do? What are they working on? Like I go deep in learning my clients. And at the same time, what's happening is my clients are also learning me, right? But no client is going to hire me on the spot if they don't already know a little bit about me. Yeah. People have to like us first as a human. <laughs> they have to feel comfortable with us in their world. We're not selling a thing that can give you immediate results. We're selling us. And no one ever told me that, <laughs> but that's okay. Cause I had to learn the lesson, right? And we're all here to learn a lesson, learn lessons and, and then pivot and shift and do things that make the most sense for us. So while I did quit 30 days in, in 2018, because I thought I wasn't smart enough. I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought people didn't want to hire me because of my coaching skills after doing some healing work and really turning inward and seeing myself, I realized that, no, I, I love coaching. I love mentorship. I love these relationships and I love what happens inside them and also outside them. I love the progression that we get to take together. Most coaches do. It's the reason why you became a coach. If you became a coach to make money, we have an issue. <laughs> okay, coaches are typically heart-centered people who are really good at helping people move through things, helping to kind of take the bird's eye view on someone else's business or life and helping them move through things either because the coach has been through them before in their own life experiences, or they've studied X, Y, Z, and just know a lot of that shit, the good shit, <laughs> right? So we're not selling a thing. We're selling a relationship with us. And if you don't know that it's going to be very hard to market yourself as a coach because you're going to think that you just show up, you build the website, you have the Instagram, you you're quote unquote consistent. You're, you're doing all the things you're going to wonder why no one is hiring you. So I'm going to give you the lowdown on like five things that you can do to market yourself in a way that doesn't feel like you have to have this amazing website, doesn't feel like you have to have a curated Instagram, doesn't feel like you have to do all of these typical marketing things because you're not a typical business. You don't have a physical product. You have a you. And that's what we're selling. So <clears throat> I went back to network marketing after my 30 days of 
trying to be a coach. (laughs) And what happened is my network marketing business started to flounder. My income started to go down. I started to stress out about where the money would come from. You know, I was home now. I was home now and we still had kids in daycare so that I could have time at home to work. And we really just started to wonder like, what's going to happen if this continues to go down? I felt really, really drained. And at this point, I still didn't understand how to market myself. But I did realize that I really wanted a coaching business. I really wanted to be a coach. That was my passion and my magic. It's what I was really, really good at. And when you're a coach and and that's the, the fact, like you're really good at what you do and you either know it a little bit or you you own it, it's really hard when you don't have people coming into your world to pay you for that. You really start to or you can start to play a lot of head games with yourself, tell yourself a lot of stories that aren't true, believe things that aren't true, all because you think marketing has to be a certain way when it really doesn't. So I loved coaching so much. I loved coaching women. I got back up on my feet. I stood up just like a kiddo falling off a bike. I got back up, got on my feet, and I decided to figure it out. And so here's what I learned And I want to share with you so that as a coach or a mentor or really any entrepreneur in the serving space, you can start with this in mind and not give up on your dreams. I am good at what I do and I know that. And even if you have a little tiny inkling of knowing that you're good at what you do and you really love it, this will help you really solidify that and Show up in a way that allows people to see you and feel you. So this is like the love-hate relationship that I have with coaching and the coaching space because like, certainly there's a lot of badass coaches in there. And I mean like badass as in good, right? A lot of people who know they're good at what they do, but a lot of people who are not passionate about marketing. And if you can't see me, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) Right. Didn't go to school for that. Didn't know anything about that. I didn't even know network marketing existed in the very beginning. I hardly even knew uh, about coaching as a business in the beginning, knew nothing about marketing, didn't love it, didn't want to do it, but I've learned it in a way that works for me. And I've learned it because I needed to, but I'm going to make marketing easier for you today. Does that sound like a plan? Thumbs up. (laughs) I'm going to make marketing easier for you today because I don't want you to quit. I want you to be fueled by your fire. It's a beautiful thing when you have a desire to create something from what you have within. Does that make sense? A skill that you have because you're you, not because you're selling a product, right? So I'm going to give you five ways today that are going to make marketing easier for you. And if you remember these five things and you market in this way, marketing doesn't have to be hard. Okay. Number one, realize that you are not marketing your coaching or your program. We kind of already said this, but I just want to like reiterate it for you. You're marketing you. People are not selling. I'm sorry. People are not buying your program. They're buying you. People are not buying your mentorship timeline, right? Like six months. No, they're just, they're buying you. They're buying the relationship with you. So this means that you just get to be you. How fucking freeing is that? Also, as a side note, I just want to say like when I'm uploading my podcast and I get to the the question that says, is there explicit content in this podcast? I really like hem and haw over that question. I'm like, is there explicit content in this podcast? Because I said the F word. Does that mean that there's explicit content, content? And does that not put me in front of people? I really, I, I really have a hard time with that. But anyway, this is me, right? Like It is just really fucking freeing. So there it is. When you just get to be you, 
you because you are not anyone else and no one else is you. You are so unique to this world. Stop worrying so much about the cadence of your Instagram posts, the cadence of your LinkedIn or blog posts, um, how to be on every single platform every single day, what your Instagram looks like, how your website looks, and all the stuff that typical product marketers have you focus on. Now, I'm not saying that those things are bad or that you don't need them. I mean, can you build a coaching business without a website? Absolutely. You could build a business on horseback. Like you can go, you can get on a horse and go house to house and build a business that way. And you don't need a website. You just need you. Now we're probably not going to do that because if you've ever been on a community Facebook page, you will see people complaining that so-and-so just showed up at my door. How dare he or she for just showing up on my door and walking up my driveway. Like it, people get really offended by that. So we're probably not going to build a business on horseback today, but I'm just saying, do you need to have a professional, perfect website? Do you need to pay someone to make you this beautiful website in order to, to grow your business and have people come in? No. You don't. Do you need to have an Instagram that is perfectly curated and it looks, you know, every other post is a quote and it's the, no, no. That stuff is taking up too much space in your brain. So we're not going to worry about perfecting anything. And I'll tell you, this is how I started this podcast. (laughs) I stopped myself from putting out this podcast, even though I knew number one, I love being on podcasts. Number two, I always have something to talk about. And I stopped myself from putting this out there because I let myself get in my head about marketing my podcast. I was like, but how am I going to get the audience? And, you know, I've, I've read all the articles about if you're going to start a podcast, make sure you read this first, make sure that you stay on cadence. You have a weekly podcast, you, or you have a monthly and you make sure you do that. And if you don't do it, your people are going to be disappointed. And I was like, F that. I'm going to make a podcast. I have a goal for weekly output. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it is not the end of the world. Am I a pro at editing? Absolutely not. Am I a pro at matching music to the beginning and the intro and the outro? No. But I still put it out there because I know that I have something to say. And I love this platform. So focus on knowing who you are first why you are here first. What are your beliefs and what do you value in life? That's what people want to hear about and talk about those things, post about those things, share your voice and your beliefs. You might not always have people agreeing with you, but that's not the point. Okay. Be you. Yesterday, tell you a quick little story about this specifically. Yesterday, I grew my Instagram following literally in a day by 400 people. (laughs) That is not normal, quote unquote, normal for me. Okay. I don't have a huge following. I have, I have, I have maybe, uh, I would just under 3000 followers in a day. I gained about 400 followers. Now my focus is not on growing my following specifically. But of course, the more eyes on what I'm doing, the more potential I have for helping more women, right? So of course we want more people to see our shit. Of course we want more followers to come in. But my goal in showing up is not how many followers can I get today? So it's a goal to increase my reach, but I don't think about I don't, I don't always think about how am I going to grow my following today, right? I think about how can I speak my truth and stand in my power today? Consistent, consistency in this is what wins the marketing game for coaches. Let me say that again. Consistency in speaking my truth and standing in my power today is what wins the marketing game for coaches. So I posted a reel, a remix. You guys know what a remix is? I literally was scrolling through Instagram. I saw a video pop up and it was about this guy talking about creating safety and how he was saying 
all women create, all women crave safety. And what he was saying was that it's the man's job to create safety for a woman. And I was like, uh, no, sir. It's actually my job to create safety from within bonus. If my partner is aware and also creates a safe space for me in partnership, but we both have to be individually feeling safe within our bodies in order for us to do that. Right. So I did a remix. I remixed it. I gave my thoughts on what he was saying and I posted it. I shared my opinion on the matter. And you know what? The first few days it did. Okay. Maybe better than like some other reels that I've had, but not super good. Like all of a sudden took off. And I didn't really think about it until a few weeks later. And it just randomly started to take off again. Like all of a sudden I've got my phone notifications are going off. I'm like, what is happening? I didn't even post a reel today. Why is this happening? And I looked and it's this reel taking off again. And yesterday it went from being viewed 30,000 times to 64,000 times. And I think even in the past hour, that's gone up to 71,000 times. And my followers jumped up. There were some people in the comments agreeing with me. There were some people not, but a lot of people were sharing it because they believe what I believe. It connected to their feelings because I spoke my truth. And what I believe on this topic of women feeling safe in their own bodies is absolutely related to what I help women come home to do in my coaching. So will all of these new followers hire me? Of course not. (laughs) Will some? Maybe. Maybe most will just stick around and watch more of my stuff. And maybe by doing that, they'll learn a little bit more about me and they'll feel a little more connected and our relationship will grow. They'll comment on a couple more things. Maybe they'll see my, like uh, an intro way to work with me. Like I have a $33 course called the initiation. Maybe they'll see that and be like, you know what? Let me get a taste of Gwen in her coaching space. And let me see what that looks like. Right. And then they'll keep watching. And then maybe later on, they'll see a $150 offer. And they're like, you know what? Let let me test that out and let me see how that is. And that's how it works. So will some of these people agree and some not agree? Of course. Right. My point is not to say, this is my opinion and it's truth like everyone should believe (laughs) in what I believe in. My, My point is, this is what I believe. I'm sharing it with you because I'm passionate about what I believe. If you agree, cool. If not, that's okay too. Will some take this and share it with someone else? Yeah. In fact, I think when I checked this morning, it's been sent in Instagram, like shared or shared to someone else in a message or shared to stories about 1500 times. They're sharing it to other people or sharing it on their stories for their audience. That's an audience that I wasn't reaching, but now am. All because I shared my truth and I spoke it. If someone disagreed in the comments, I didn't argue, right? I said, I'm so glad that we can all have our own opinions and our own beliefs about what's most important for us. The point of speaking our truth is not to make other people believe in what we believe in. It's to show our vulnerability. It's to show who we are, our values, what we believe in. And and that is number one. Number one for people to connect with who you are. That's relationship building. Okay. So number one, marketing is selling yourself (laughs) and you can't sell yourself until you are grounded in who you are, until you're connected to your truth, to your emotions and to your power. This, by the way, is the work that we take clients through, especially in the program Unstoppable that's running right now. Like this was the first three weeks of our content. We looked at our root chakra, our sacral and our solar plexus, because this is where we can become grounded within our own self 
we can learn to regulate our emotions and we can step into our power. Because in order to ascend, we have to descend first. I have a mentor who says that all it says that who says that all the time. And it's so powerful. Everyone wants to ascend. Everyone wants to be up here in this crown chakra and manifest everything. But in order for us to get there, we have to be solid and rooted in who we are. So we have to pay attention to those lower three chakras and that energy, those energy centers. In order to ascend, we have to descend first. Okay. So number one, marketing is selling yourself. Number two, consistency. Don't come at me for this one. If you're like, Gwen, everyone's has consistency. Yeah, because everyone knows that this is what makes the difference. However, most people interpret consistency wrong. So let's, let's put it out there on what we're actually talking about. Consistency means showing up even when no one is liking even when no one is commenting, even when your reel doesn't take off, because it's not about that. It's about you sharing your voice and your truth and your beliefs, right? Like we just talked about in number one. But consistency, it's important for us not just to put a post out because we believe that we have to have a post today. Like, oh my gosh, it's another day. I didn't do a post. I have to put something out there right? That lessens the quality of what we put out there. If we're just rushing to feel like we need to fill a void. I say it's okay. If you have a day where you feel like you don't have anything to say, or if you have a day where you are just not on social media, it's okay not to post something, but consistency is always bringing value. Consistency is knowing what your golden thread is in your business what you do, why you do it, and who you're, who you're here to help, and weaving that through everything else that you do. That means that when you show up on your Instagram stories, instead of you just taking your phone and taking a picture of, let's just say you have kids, taking a picture of your kids in the morning at the bus stop. So what, right? So what? Why? Do potential clients care about that? Will there be some potential clients who are like, oh, she's a mom too. Well, I really connect to that. Awesome. Sure. But most people who are your potential clients are like, cool. Why did you share that? (laughs) Like, what's the point? So when you show up on your stories, how is that related to your business? How is it related to your beliefs, to your values, to what you do and who you help? A better way to show up in your stories with a picture of your kids at the bus stop would be to also either have audio because you're talking over it or words that you've typed on the photo of how it relates to your golden thread. Something like, you know, it's not lost on me that I'm, I've created this life where I can be here for my kids to get on the school bus and I can be there when they get off, right? And weave that into um, entrepreneurship and how you feel so strongly about doing what you love and finding your passion, which is why you came home to work for yourself, you know? And that's just an example, but how can you bring what's going on in your life into, or how could you show them how every part of your life is a part of your golden thread that's also part of your business, right? Everything is intertwined. Once you know your golden thread, it's so easy to weave that into everything that you do. So consistency isn't just showing up. Consistency is always relating what you're bringing value on back to your golden thread. Make sense? Cool. Number three, you're not gonna like this one. I'm just going to tell you right now. Let's just take a sip before, <laughs> before we put this one out there. You're going to have to do the money work. <clears throat> You're going to have to do the nervous system regulation work, the threshold work, the uh, learning about money. You're going to have to do the money work. How can we, as coaches, as mentors, as entrepreneurs, expect to be good with money, expect people to pay us money if we don't, know 
how money works if we don't have a good relationship with money. I would say that this is probably one of the most common areas that women in entrepreneurship are lacking in, and it is financial awareness. We've been taught, I guess, for so long that men do the finances. The men are better with numbers. Men, you know, make more money, right? Like we've been taught that because that was a reality. There was a time in our life where women didn't work and they, they didn't work because they stayed home with the kids. And that's how the world worked. It was a single income household. That just was. But these days it's not the same. In fact, many parents have one or two jobs. So we've got moms working. We've got dads working. We have moms making more than dads. We have uh, whatever. It, It doesn't actually matter. But what does matter is that you know what to do with that money, that you build a good relationship with money Because the better your relationship with money, the more money wants to be in your world. And I know that that might sound crazy because you're like, Gwen, money's not alive. Oh, yes, it is. Money is energy. It is leaving, leaving. It is living. It has a measurable vibration, a measurable frequency, and it has energy. So if we treat money poorly, If money comes in and we automatically spend it and then we freak out because we don't have enough money to pay our bills and then we stress out and then we go through this whole cycle again until we're paid and then we get more money and then we spend it all and and we don't treat it the right way. We don't build a beautiful relationship with money because we don't care to learn about it or we don't take the action steps to learn about it or we don't put our money into buckets or, you know, whatever. We mistreat money. that's that's the relationship with money so if you if you were to ask money about its relationship with you what would it say (laughs) it's a funny question because you're like hi money in my wallet um so like how do you think about our relationship what do you what do you think about our relationship is it solid is it good are, are you in love or are you kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's okay, right? We want, we would want money to say, oh my God, I, I love hanging out with Gwen. We have such a good time. She always puts me in spaces that feel safe. She puts me in areas where I can grow. She invests with me. We have conversations and everything's lovely. Like that's what we want our money to say, Right? So how can we expect to be good with money if we don't learn? Uh, This is literally the number one reason why I designed Money Baby, the eight work, eight work, eight week money course that I have. It's self-paced, but I designed it for me first because I needed it. I needed to learn how to pay down debt. I needed to learn how to actually make money and how to hold higher amounts of money. I was cutting myself off at a certain threshold. Like I had given myself a glass ceiling of how much money that I could make. And I could never go over that because there was a threshold in my body that I didn't know how to change. So I had to learn how to change that. I had to learn how to save money. I had to learn how to invest money. Because what I saw happening so often in the entrepreneurship world was that women would make money, but then they wouldn't know what to do with it. And you would ask them after a year, like, oh my gosh, you made $100,000. Like, what do you have to show for that? And they're like, nothing. (laughs) You're like, nothing? Not not even like investments? Like you didn't invest that money and and make it grow? And they're like, no, I spent it. You're like, oh, okay, uh, cool. How's that feel? (laughs) Well, it feels shitty. It feels pretty shitty. And I saw a lot of women in the space So I saw a need, not only for myself, um, but also for other women in the space too. So when we feel safe with money, we can call in more. We increase our threshold for holding more money. If money doesn't feel safe with you, it is not going to come land or play in your bank account. I'll tell you that right now. So I have a mentor, uh, Jen Kennedy, who recommended writing a letter to money. It was like an apology letter to money. 
and apologizing for anything you want to apologize for in the past. Like, hi, money. I'm so sorry for not taking care of you when you were with me. I'm so sorry for not understanding you. I'm so sorry for not putting you in places where you could grow and not helping you expand. I'm so sorry for, you know, overspending you and putting a lot of stress on you. I'm so sorry for misunderstanding you. And then how you're going to move forward treating me. From here on out, I really want, I'm really going to take care of you. I'm really going to make sure that I don't overspend and I have a consistent budget. And, and by the way, budgeting doesn't mean restricting. Budgeting just means allocated money for certain things. Okay. It doesn't mean you can't buy your latte because, well, you went over your budget. No, it just means having an allocation of money for certain things that you pay for every month. And knowing where your money is going, you have a plan, a blueprint, I like to call it. When I take my people through Money Baby, we're building a fortress. I call it the financial fortress. And I want you to think about it like as a castle. And just like we can't ascend until we descend, we cannot build a fortress on a muddy pit or a, a, a beach, right? We need a solid foundation. So we go through and build a solid foundation with our money in order for us to build it even higher. The more solid your foundation, the taller your building can be, okay? So write a letter apologizing for anything you want to apologize for in the past and then declare how you're gonna move forward with money in the future. It is a beautiful thing to write down and read even like six months or a year later when you're dedicated to doing this work. You'll be like, oh my gosh, look how much my relationship with money has changed, right? So just remember, If you were to ask money if it likes the relationship with you, would it say yes? (laughs) We want our partners to say yes. We want our friends to say yes, right? Our money is the same. So focus on your money's relationship with you. And you want it to say that it's amazing. So how can you make that happen? Okay. Number four, set goals, but not timelines. It is amazing to have goals and there are 1,100,000 YouTube videos (laughs) about how to set a goal. 1,100,000 Pinterest pins and blog posts and Instagram posts about how to set goals. But one of the problems that arises with goals is setting this timeline. Like I'm going to make 10K in 30 days. And then what happens When the 30 days is up and you don't make 10K, what does that do to your body? Well, it tells your body, well, here's evidence, Gwen. Here's evidence that you couldn't do it. You didn't make 10K in 30 days. So, haha, you suck. And how likely are you to create another goal and try something again? Like maybe you would do it again. You're like, all right, well, that was one month. Like, I'm going to try it again. This month, I'm going to create $10,000 a month uh, in 30 days. So I've got 30 days. And then 30 days comes and you don't have 10K income again. How likely are you to keep going? (laughs) Pretty soon, you're probably going to be uh, burnt out and you're probably going to be beat down and feel like you have all the evidence in the world telling you that you can't create 10K income months, right? But if we don't put a timeline on it and we say things like, I'm creating a life of wealth beyond my wildest dreams by becoming everything I've ever wanted to be in this lifetime or more, awesome. What about like, um, the more I love myself, the more fun I have. The more fun I have, the more I love myself. And the more expansive my business becomes in wealth and impact. You don't hear any timelines on that. But if we're constantly focused on creating more love for myself, more fun for myself, 
more expansion in my business, well, then we're always going to have more wealth and impact always. And it will be a continual journey. And it's not set in stone at a certain number by a certain date. Work, corporate world likes to have us have those kinds of goals because they're measurable, right? They're measurable. You can measure your performance or I guess a boss or a CEO or someone above you can measure your performance based on numbers. And so that was a very hard transition for me, leaving corporate, leaving this world, even school, right? It's like, no, you get an A and that means you're good. You get a D and that means you're bad, right? But, but in, in reality, in real world, it doesn't mean shit because some people are good test takers and some people aren't. Some people could read a book and recite every word and some people can't, but it doesn't mean they don't have the knowledge. They just can't recite word for word. Anyone can memorize anything. Take a test, right? Anyone can memorize anything if you give them enough time, but it doesn't mean they have the values behind it and the knowledge and the heart. Who cares if you can memorize something? But this is what society has primed us for. Easy to measure goals. This is how they separate us from getting into grad school. Took the GREs freaking four times, I think, before I got a score that was even like okay in the world of getting into grad school. <laughs> Spent so much money as a, as a college, broke college student, by the way. I don't even know where I got that money to take the GREs four times. Unbelievable. Like if I think back to that time, it's crazy. And the same thing happens in the workforce. Have this many sales a month and you get a bonus. Oh, so-and-so dis- did this many sales. They're a better employee than this person. I'm promoting you without looking at the heart of the person. This is the cool thing about entrepreneurship. We write the rules. We get to show our heart and our values and our beliefs. And they are so much more important than the 10K by 30 days. Yes, that's exciting. Yes, you can work towards 10K months. Okay, but don't cut yourself off at the foot. Really remember what's the most important part here and set goals and have visions and create the life that you desire. Don't put yourself into a time crunch because you see other people doing that or you think it's going to make you look good. Enjoy the journey. That's number four. Number five and the last one. This is my favorite one, I think, and the best one. And it's do everything with joy. Do everything with joy. Collect evidence of joy every single day. At the end of the bed, at the end of the bed, (laughs) at the end of the day, when you get in bed, can you sit and reflect and say, how much joy did I create in my life today? How much fun did I have? Right? How am I being more joyful today than I was yesterday? And for some people, that's going to have to start with How am I being more joyful in this minute (laughs) than I was at the last minute, right? If you're not accustomed to focusing on fun and joy in your life, it might be the little minuscule changes from minute to minute that you focus on first, which then moves you hour to hour, which then moves you day to day, which then moves you month to month and year to year. Am I creating more joy in everything that I do today more than I was yesterday. That's your goal. What is blocking you from joy? Because most people will be like, if you ask people if they prioritize fun or joy, they're like, no, I got to get my job done. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. But are you having fun though? Right? Why is it, what's it worth if you're not having fun and enjoying what you're doing? What is blocking your joy? What are you holding onto that doesn't serve you? Remove these things and you'll find it so much easier to stand in your power, to lead with your voice, to use your voice, to speak your truth, to dress how you want and dance in the supermarket and to be seen and to be heard. And if we go all the way back full circle to number one, when you're marketing, what or who are you marketing? It's you. So if you can find joy in those things every day, 
you are going to become a magnet for attracting people to you. People are going to find you. People are going to want to work with you, but it takes time, right? We get to master marketing ourselves and how freaking amazing is that? And if we look at it from these five areas that we just talked about, if we focus here, we won't get caught up in everything else that makes us want to quit. <laughs> and I'm not saying that there are not days that, that I don't want to quit. There are definitely days that are harder than others. But as I always say, the, the deeper the valley, the higher the peak. So the deeper we can go, sometimes the lessons are so deep. But on the other side of that is a really high peak. So the deeper we can go, the higher we can enjoy the view from the high point, right? Do everything with joy. How can you make even the most mundane things in life and business more fun? And I'm talking about making lunches. I'm talking about cooking dinner. I'm talking about marketing yourself. How can you find the joy in every single part of your life? Everything counts. If I couldn't find the joy in making this podcast, I'd be so wrapped up in my head and so thinking about how am I going to get this out there and what music am I going to use and how many people are going to watch this episode and not, it doesn't matter. Everything counts. Everything contributes to your frequency and it's your frequency that matters most because that's what people are, I don't want to say buying, but joining. And that's what they want to be a part of. So I would say, if we want to wrap this up neatly in a bow, <laughs> your vibe attracts your tribe. And if you just rolled your eyes at me, like, I know that saying is everywhere, but it really is the truth. It won't attract shit if you're not out there waving it around, though. So you've got to figure out a way to get grounded in who you are. You've got to figure out a way to discover how to regulate your emotions, how to improve your threshold, and how to step and stand in your power. If you're not waving it around out there, if you're not showing up and being consistent, marketing yourself, the people are not going to come. The people are not going to see you and be felt and be heard and be seen by you. Make sense? I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. If you learned something new or you felt activated listening to this podcast today, do me a favor and go leave a review and share it with someone else. We're better together and we're a powerful freaking bunch. And my hope is that with this Uncensored podcast, you learn how to ditch society's checklist. You learn how to drop into your body and you learn how to become purposefully powerful. I love you so much. I'll see you on the next episode.